0: Changing the COVID testing strategy.
1: We want to avoid another spike in community cases.
0: And major moves on mass transit. The jobs and service temporarily suspended.
2: A plan to get students back to class.
3: Gradual return is something that I believe will work. It has to work.
2: How soon homeschooling could come to an end.
3: And a very close
0: call for a truck driver how he escaped with only minor injuries in a collision with a train
4: You're watching Global BC This is Global News Hour at 6
2: Good evening and thanks for joining us. The latest on the COVID-19 outbreak in this province in just a moment. But we begin tonight with new details about a shooting rampage in Nova Scotia that has shocked the nation.
0: At least 18 people have been killed in the deadliest mass shooting in Canadian history. The gunman died after being confronted by police. Global's Morgan Campbell has new details from the investigation.
5: The heartache Nova Scotians are feeling is hard to comprehend. It's the kind of pain that will weigh on the shoulders of many for years to come. There's no words. Very sad. This is the site of one of the deadliest mass murders in Canadian history. And it began here in Portepec, known as a small rural community. Donning an RCMP uniform, police say the 51-year-old shooter drove across northern Nova Scotia on a killing spree. At least 19 people have been murdered. One of those victims, Constable Heidi Stevenson, a 23-year RCMP veteran mother and wife.
4: I want to
0: reassure you that we are working hard to find out as much information as possible.
5: Among the dead is the shooter, 51-year-old Gabriel Wartman. He was killed after being intercepted at a gas station in Enfield, about 35 kilometers east of Halifax on Sunday. Wartman was a denturist in the Halifax area and owned at least two clinics, which police have surrounded with yellow crime scene tape. It's believed Wartman owned a seasonal home on Portepec Beach Road.
0: I'm still, I believe, shocked and, uh, you know, befuddled. Don't really understand
3: what's going on.
5: And neither does the rest of the country, as flags are lowered and condolences pour in from each corner of Canada.
3: All British Columbians' hearts are just heaving with sadness at a time when we are already enduring some of the most extraordinary times of our lives. To also have to hear of tragedy and unthinkable, unthinkable violence uh, against uh, fellow Canadians is just really, really tragic.
5: The sign really says it all. Hearts and prayers are with the community as an entire country mourns alongside this small coastal town. Morgan Campbell, Global News.
2: And now to the very latest on the COVID-19 pandemic in this province. New numbers show B.C. continues to trend downward. Today's update includes infections from Saturday afternoon through to this morning. And it shows we have 52 new cases for a total now of 1,699, along with five more deaths. Our Keith Baldry has more on what health officials are saying about when restrictions might be relaxed and the change in who can now be tested.
1: We've broadened again our testing so we have a better idea of anyone in our community who may have COVID-19 going forward.
3: Dr. Bonnie Henry is talking about her strategy for testing for COVID-19. It's about to become much more wide open.
1: Right now, anyone with symptoms of COVID-19 can now be assessed and tested either through your family physician, if you have your nurse practitioner, or a local community collection centre.
3: The change in testing strategy comes as the most serious cases appear to be waning. Hospitalizations continue to decline in number, as do ICU cases. Recovered cases are now over 1,000 for the first time. But the broader testing strategy does not mean everyone should line up for one.
1: While everyone can get tested, not everyone needs to get tested, and that's very important. If you do not have symptoms, this test has very limited benefit and is not necessarily valid.
3: and Dr. Henry offered a reminder today that the coming summer will look much, much different than anything we have ever seen before. No mass gatherings, which has implications for a lot of events.
1: I do not see lifting the order on uh, mass gatherings for under 50 people in the near future. If we look around the world with large events like concerts, like um, sporting events, uh, like uh, conferences. So those types of things are not going to happen this summer.
2: All right, let's bring in Keith for more on this. Keith, there's concern among health care workers about the lack of PPE, personal protective gear, including those mm-hmm. respirator masks. Health Minister Adrian Dix addressed that shortage today at the press conference.
3: Yeah, we're in a whole new world on this front as well. For years, uh, we've been getting, or BC healthcare system, most healthcare systems around the world, get their N95 masks from 3M. You recall a few weeks ago, Donald Trump said 3M couldn't ship those uh, north of the border or south of the border anymore. So we've been getting equipment from vendors we've never really dealt with before. And so the equipment is not guaranteed to meet spe- uh, specifications. So they have to be tested. And that's why there's concerns that there's a delay in some of this equipment going out the door before it can be properly tested. Adrian Dix, the health minister, addresses that concern in today's briefing.
0: We're receiving PPE from vendors and manufacturers that we haven't had a previous relationship with in the past. It's an absolute necessity that we make sure that the PPE we source is safe and effective before it makes it w- its way into our healthcare system. Any alternative product or donated product that we receive goes through a process led by experts
6: to ensure it's safe.
3: So the next briefing, of course, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I have a feeling that the questions will continue about easing the restrictions. Now that Dr. Bonnie Henry has sort of raised that specter, people want more details. I don't think she's going to fill in a lot of details for a, few, a bit of the time yet. Uh, you heard a reference to mid-May as the next target when we're going to see some easing of restrictions. That's when elective surgeries may be rescheduled. But you heard a reference about the summer. Our summer is going to look like nothing we've ever seen before us. So many events are going to be cancelled.
2: A lot is like nothing we've ever seen before to this point. (laughs) Keith, thank you.
3: No doubt. Well, TransLink
0: says the massive drop in ridership during the COVID-19 crisis means it has to lay off almost 1,500 employees and make another round of reductions to SkyTrain and bus service. Grace Key reports the cuts come as the Transit Authority loses $75 million per month.
7: For the 75,000 passengers who still use transit, get ready for major cuts. Starting Wednesday, a further 20% drop in capacity on the Expo line and 15 on the Millennium line during peak hours, both on top of the 17% drop last month, Canada line, and 18% drop. Starting Friday, 18 bus routes will be suspended. Early May, a major hit, another 47 routes suspended and frequency reduced on many others. Routes servicing health facilities will be prioritized. On Wednesday, the last C bus will leave downtown at 745 and West Coast Express trains 1, 3 and 5 will have fewer cars bus passengers will be impacted the most. In May, you'll see an 80% drop of normal passenger levels. We
0: are going to try and accommodate as best as possible and move service where, where we can to try and supplement.
3: Uh, but this will be a challenging time, no doubt about it.
7: Other cost savings, senior executive salaries cut by 10%. Projects deferred and temporary layoffs of nearly 1,500 workers.
3: Obviously, we think that this is uh, highly irresponsible right now and is not the thing that uh, the society needs and the essential
4: service workers need to get to work.
6: This is a very, very tough day for those employees,
0: and that is certainly not lost on us. A a lot of thought went into this. This decision wasn't taken lightly. It is being made out of necessity, unfortunately.
7: TransLink is working with the province for funding. They hope to have near-regular service back by September. Grace Key, Global News.
2: Well, it is April 20th, but the annual 420 event did not go ahead as usual today. Two, one, (laughs) happy 420! Last year, tens of thousands of people gathered here at Sunset Beach to celebrate all things cannabis for 420. But this year, the event was canceled due to COVID-19 fears and social distancing. That obviously didn't stop a few dozen marijuana enthusiasts from showing up anyway. Vancouver park rangers were also there to make sure social distancing rules were being followed.
0: Heartening news for parents across B.C. came over the weekend when Dr. Bonnie Henry indicated some students could be back to school as early as the middle of next month. But what could the resumption of classes look like? The only certainty is that it will not be business as usual. Richard Zussman reports.
8: It's a common feeling amongst BC students, these kids in Maple Ridge missing their teachers and wondering when they may be back in the classroom.
0: The short answer about any possible expansion of in-class instruction uh, is going to have to wait for the science uh, to inform that.
8: The province has been floating some ideas. No decisions yet, but a gradual return could
1: come as early as next month. There may be some um, older children, for example, may not go back to school. They might continue virtual um, classrooms. There may, be, But we do need, for younger children, some way for them to be safe during the day so that parents can go back to work. But it may be some hybrid as well, where some children are in classes certain days and others are in other days. Dr. Henry says the plan
8: is, if there are no new cases of COVID-19, to pilot some of these ideas with a small number of students stakeholders still grappling with the challenges.
4: Just
3: physical spacing, you know, that's something that, that we've never really had to consider in terms of such an important contextual health piece.
8: The province is also trying to figure out how parents will pick up or drop off kids if the schedule changes dramatically, especially since school as we know it will likely not return until there is a vaccine.
0: We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves to start uh, talking about uh, precise schedules at school because we don't even know if this is going to be possible.
8: Henry suggesting parents may go back to work on a reduced schedule or change schedule to support looking after their kids. Another
1: looming challenge is graduation ceremonies and parties. It's not going to be a big party where everybody gets together because that's too risky. The search now on to
8: find a way to celebrate, suited for a rapidly changing world. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria.
2: Well, there's both good and bad news in the BC Real Estate Association's latest forecast. The association says the COVID-19 crisis will lead to a significant drop in sales, due in part to social distancing but largely due to the wide-scale freeze of economic activity. Now the good news, the Real Estate Association says when the COVID crisis ends, the combination of pent-up demand and low interest rates should lead to a quick rebound in home sales numbers and prices.
0: COVID testing leads to some shocking results in a major U.S. city. What happened in Boston could teach us a lot about what's really happening on the downtown east side. Why the CDC is taking a much closer look in just over a minute.
2: Police say it's incredible no one was seriously hurt in a collision between a train and a semi-truck on the Surrey-Langley border. Get out!
0: It happened around 11 a.m. where the tracks crossed Telegraph Trail just south of the Fraser River. As you can see, the driver wasn't able to get out of the cab in time before the train slammed into his truck. He was helped from the wreckage by a witness oh and checked God, out by paramedics out. at the scene before being transported to hospital as a precaution. He has only minor injuries. A witness oh, tells Global News the truck driver was trying to cross the track as the train arm came down, then tried to reverse, but oh couldn't. God, Police are now investigating. <laughs>
2: A Victoria Jewish center says a new homeless camp set up by the city has the neighborhood living in fear and it must be removed.
0: The Shabbat Jewish center says ever since the city set up the camp in Topaz Park to help with social distancing, the crime rate in the area has skyrocketed. Rabbi Meyer Kaplan says the center's surveillance cameras capture people trying to break into the center or breaking into vehicles almost every night. He says open drug use, assaults, thefts, and aggressive behavior have made the entire neighborhood unsafe.
4: People in this neighborhood now live in fear, in anxiety, and under terror.
7: People on this block, an old couple, um, is not able to sleep at night, and they suffer from anxiety because they've seen people at the window
4: of their home.
0: Rabbi Kaplan says the city should dismantle the homeless camp and find alternative housing for the homeless instead.
2: COVID-19 testing in Boston's homeless population led to some shocking results that raise all kinds of concerns for people who live and work on, de- on Vancouver's downtown east side. The Boston tests found a very high infection rate, but not a single one of the infected showed any symptoms of the disease. Ted Czernicki reports. <laughs>
4: In Boston, after a small outbreak at a shelter, the city tested 397 homeless people, found 146 of them, or almost 37%, tested positive. Yet not one of the 146 showed any significant symptoms.
3: We realized that we had 146
4: people that we now had to get out of the shelter and into some place where they could be isolated, which in the homeless communities is a tall order. There are at least 3,600 homeless in the Vancouver region and seven to 8,000 province-wide. And while a lot more needs to be studied to see if the Boston findings hold true here, there's one thing that's absolutely clear.
3: People on the streets have no opportunity to get out of the risk out of the danger zone they're on the street hundred percent of the time in public hundred percent of the time which means they're at risk hundred percent of the time
4: two other shelters in the boston area also did widespread testing regardless of symptoms and found a similar asymptomatic rate of 30 to 40 percent everywhere there is probably asymptomatic spread Um, I think if you or I were asymptomatic, we would go home and spread it to our family. We wouldn't spread it to 500 people in a shelter. BC is seeing cluster breakouts in confined spaces like the federal prison in Mission and long-term care facilities, lending credence to there being a large population of people carrying the virus and not knowing it.
1: There is a limitation in the testing in that um, if we test people who are asymptomatic, um, we can get false negatives.
4: Generally, in B.C., a fever might help you get tested for COVID-19. That's what they were doing in Boston, too. But now they're going to test all the city's homeless because they know with this virus, just because there's no heat doesn't mean there isn't a fire waiting to spread. Ted Chernay, Global News.
0: Well, just ahead, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix are on standby for our latest town hall meeting, taking your COVID questions starting at 630
2: and ahead in sports, former Whitecap Alfonso Davies gets a new deal with one of the world's top teams.
5: Traffic is in good shape over here at the Alex Fraser Bridge in both directions this evening. Keep in mind, there is still some overnight lane closures in effect. Sussex Insurance has auto plan offices inside the real Canadian superstores and Walmarts throughout B.C. Find your nearest location at sussexinsurance.com, open 9 to 9 every day. I'm Trish Jewison and Global One at the Alex
2: Fraser Bridge.
0: Do you remember way back in olden times
2: oh. when
6: we used to go to Whitecaps games?
2: All sorts of games.
6: All sorts of games. We used
2: to sit right next to each other?
6: Right. I was going to say, do you remember that? Yeah, was When was a I, actually, I remember olden times when I actually had a chair. where you got to sit next to me. We, <laughs> now,
2: were, we were so young and innocent then. I
6: know. <laughs> I feel so much better standing up. Uh, there really is no buyer's remorse from Bayern Munich for purchasing Alfonso Davies off to the Vancouver Whitecaps back in 2018. They paid about 22 million US for Davies. Today they gave him a new contract that'll last until 2025. Alfonso was so happy about signing this today, he actually made his own shirt to celebrate the news.
7: has always been good to me. From day one I came here, um, I know they're a top team and being able to, you know, extend my contract here, you know, um, you know, secure my future is a, a dream come true.
6: Since he's only 19, Davies is a big part of Bayern Munich's future, but he's also a very big part of their present. His speed, his ability to play in different spots impressed his managers and the natural comedian in Alphonso Davies has also made him a big favorite of Bayern Munich supporters.
7: Servus. he bin Star Oh, That
4: was a hard hit.
6: And he also impressed his teammates not just by the way he plays, but by also getting up on stage and channeling his inner Whitney Houston. And, uh, He's one of those players who everyone is happy with, and he's also happy to be there. And he might be there for a long time.
7: Uh, The main goal is to win as many trophies as possible. Um, You know, we want to keep the winning winning mentality here at this club, um, obviously, and then uh, give our all uh, every game we play.
6: I thought we'd throw in some cool jazz as well. Uh, A new starting quarterback isn't all Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots will have this coming season. They will also have new uniforms. Like so many NFL teams, they have put out a new look today, which is basically adopting their occasionally used color rush uniforms. We'll show you the dark blues. Their road uniforms will be white with the same shoulder design. So that is what the best dressed Patriot will be wearing this year. Of course, despite a new look, I'm quite sure that Bill Belichick will still go with some old musty hoodie on the sidelines.
2: Of course he will.
6: He's he cut off. See, there he is right there. That's classic Bill. Have you ever there seen you him smile? Well, he smiles when they win the Super Bowl and then he That's goes back true. to frowning.
2: Like for a second. About that, yeah. yeah okay.
0: All right. Thanks very much,
2: squad. Hurts his
6: cheeks. <laughs> Too much.
0: <laughs> hurts his cheeks. Uh, all right. Just before uh, we check in with Christy and get a very quick snapshot of the weather forecast and then join the town hall on the pandemic. Uh, we want to recognize a BC healthcare hero tonight.
2: Tonight's healthcare hero is Ava Turner, an experienced RN and the executive director at George Derby Care Center in Burnaby. Ava's co workers nominated her because she comes to work early every day to greet each and every employee and to make sure all staff are free of COVID 19 symptoms. She personally takes the temperatures of everyone coming to work. And hands out masks.
0: Her co-workers say Ava has been doing this since the start of Dr. Bonnie Henry's directives regarding long-term care homes, of course. And she has not missed a day since the pandemic began. So thank you very much, Ava, for your dedication. You have the respect and admiration of your co-workers, but also everybody here at Global BC and beyond. And if you have a healthcare hero to nominate, send a picture or two and some information about them, about why they're your hero. To mm-hmm. BC Healthcare Heroes at globalnews.ca.
2: Getting some great uh, nominations in. Uh, Healthcare Hero, of course, two of them coming up in a couple of, or about five minutes' time. Dr. Bonnie Henry uh, and Adrian Dix joining us for our virtual town hall yet again. Oh, there they are. They're in their places and ready to go when when we start uh, asking the questions. We've got lots of submissions for this one.
0: Well, that's right. And there was uh, some new information that came out of today's briefing that's likely going to come up as well. There were some changes to the testing strategy that BC announced today and that now anybody who exhibits symptoms of COVID-19 will be able to, with a doctor's referral, get a test for Mm COVID-19, which is a bit of a switch. They've really concentrated on first responders and others Mm -hmm. uh, being tested. So, uh, and we also found out about another outbreak from these workers that were coming back from a job site in Alberta.
2: So as Dr. Henry said, uh, what they wanna do and why the strategy is changing now uh, is because they don't wanna see another outbreak of community transmission so that's why more widespread testing and because as you mentioned um healthcare workers have lar- by and large been tested now and mm-hmm. and uh, we've gone through that segment of uh, british columbia so we can start to test more widely now and, and see what the spread is like throughout the wider community but we'll talk to her and to health minister dix more about that uh, in about 60 seconds time
0: that's right we were hoping to get to Christy. We're having some technical issues as she tries to dial in from a remote location. We've done pretty well so far, considering she's done almost all of her uh, forecasting I will, from home.
2: I will say, because she she did the weather for us at 5 o'clock as well, and I keep close track of SkyTracker, as I know you do. That's right. Um, we I think, if I remember correctly, we will stay, see some more sunshine tomorrow. We'll start to see rain later in the day. Uh, but we need it because April's been so dry so far. That's right. Are we good uh, at stretching?
0: I think you you did a, a great <laughs> job. We're going to take a very short break. We're going to be back with uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix as part of our Town Hall Navigating Coronavirus. That's coming up next.